All right, a little bit of, of a different setup here. Johan yeah. is about the same guys, really. Johan uh, Warren Holtz, Phoenix Magazine uh, Marketing Director. I'm Matt yeah. Johnson, the Director of Digital Content. And I kind of slapped together the studio. Johan, I've, I've been in like writing and production and stuff like that in my past, but just like producing the stuff that people say on air yeah. and that people write in, in the magazine. Um, but I've never been like set design until today, I guess. So. Hey, man. I, you know, I think you're doing a great job for just trying out the first time. I think this is a, uh, this is fun. I appreciate the headphones that. Headphones are a nice touch. I'm like very in my head. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. You can hear me. Okay. Right. We're, yeah. we're doing fine here. Yeah, it's the great. Arizona craft beer awards and festival review channel. And today we uh, decided to get, you know, all fancied up here because our friends at Arizona wilderness sent us three awesome beers three to awesome try out beers. the, the one, two of them were released last week and one i think maybe the week before kind yeah. of a kind of one they they've had um we'll introduce that first one that they they have well, let's introduce our guest real quick we'll we'll, we'll get zach here oh. on the on the on the um here joining us <laughs> uh because he's the one who sent us this arizona watermelon goza um that one they've Classic. had they had on in february when we were last there this pistachio shake i know you love that one right and then this new chill cucumber watermelon lager. And so the guy who sent it to us, Zach Fowl, the, uh, you're the marketing director over there at Wilderness, Zach? Yep, that's me. Well, welcome, welcome. We appreciate you joining us, zooming in here. Um, we usually just sit in a conference room and we drink beers and we kind of give our thoughts. So it's kind of cool to have a guest, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it's very exciting, especially uh, Wilderness where we're big fans. And uh, so we're excited to, to be tasting these for the first time uh <laughs> not my first time i i he, <laughs> no. he sent us a six pack and there's only three in front oh, of us so um, I, I i don't think i've had the cucumber watermelon the chill so i'm excited about that because those that's a nice combination of flavors but i mean the watermelon goza is like one of those like arizona staple beers at this point you know everybody knows it and everybody loves it and the uh the pistachio shake is like I just had one the other day before the uh, baseball game and it was just nice so nice good. yeah at the downtown location yeah. then awesome awesome well i had one last night too so let's let's pour that one open first because it's a double ipa zach what uh what inspired you to send us the six pack uh well um you wrote about pistachio shake a very nice uh, article last year uh calling it one of the, the best beers in arizona and uh, I have to concur with you. Uh, that yeah, it was I, one that I wanted year round, right? Yeah, that's that was it. Um, unfortunately, we can't really do that because pistachios are sort of seasonal. Um, there's a cool story behind this one. Uh, our founders, John and Pat, were out hiking in the wilderness uh, a few years back and came across like uh, on top of this hill, and below them they saw all like this grove of trees. And they're like, "What is growing down there?" So they they hiked down to, to where these, these trees were going and found that they were uh, pistachios. And they're like, I didn't even know pistachios grew here in Arizona. And they talked to the farmers and were able to kind of collect a whole bunch of these nuts and use them in a beer. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, the rest is history. Really got a uh, fantastic uh, aroma on it. One that you don't get with normal beers. It's, it's gotta be that, what that lactose that comes off of that. There's a lot of lactose in there. There's some uh, vanilla bean. There is some uh, some marshmallow fluff. Uh, so this is kind of a collaboration with a, uh, a local Gilbert company called Toasted Mallow. Uh, their dessert shop, and they do a lot of uh, you know, s'mores, ice cream, and that related stuff. So they, they send us a giant jug of uh, marshmallow fluff that we throw into the beer, uh, and we feel that works really well with the, uh, the 
pistachios that we use. Yeah, I've had. Uh, have you had toasted malo before? I have. Awesome. I have. You're you're pretty close there, right? In Gilbert. I am, yeah. Um, Great desserts. They've think, won best of the valley a couple of years. I think what I love about this beer is that the versatility of what you can like drink it with. So mm-hmm. I had it with you know dinner the other night, and it was really good with that sort of savory. You know, it's it's not a dessert beer in that sense, but you can also drink it as a dessert beer because it has those like sweeter flavor profiles and so it's this nice really nice combination of it pairs beautifully with like a burger but it also you know is perfect for after dinner or even with like a scoop of ice cream and like you don't yeah. get a lot of beers that are like that no like beer you, one or the beer, other beer so, rarely goes with ice cream you're yeah. right so it's just like I, I think that's what i love so much about it it's it's got you know that hot fl- uh, profile but it's also sweet and that that lactose gives it that milky mouth feel and it's just like it's just it's the whole package man you guys crushed it with this i'm telling you it's so good appreciate that yeah this yep. is definitely uh one of our favorite beers that comes out every year and uh people we're already sold out of it in cans uh just a few more kegs left because people really enjoy it i was able to find a four pack because the day you sent it to me um i had i was doing a, a media thing down in downtown phoenix and i stopped by wilderness for lunch and they had four packs at the downtown location that was tuesday so we're recording this on thursday they could very well be gone but they were there on tuesday so if anyone's still looking for it um if not you know i I got i got some in my fridge i might be willing to share to the right person share that with me yeah that's what i'm saying the price is right and uh you guys updated the the can art and the the logo on this one this year um i know on my blog i'd put a a different picture that was the one from last year but um cool really cool design here um tell me a little bit about the do you do that or do you have uh somebody there at wilderness that comes up with these so we have an in-house designer who started with us uh about a year and a half ago um her name is anise and she has been kind of taking all of our uh older brands and kind of bringing them into the the modern era Uh, so we did outsource a lot of the, the kind of old uh, packaging. Uh, we had a, a buddy who uh, we worked with to do some of our graphic design, but now uh, Anise is you know, working here on full-time staff and she's taking the reins. She's our, our brand manager. So she does uh, all of the kind of uh, the, the brands, the, the aesthetics of Arizona Wilderness is kind of under her purview. So she's been taking all of those old, old cans and kind of just revamping them. So with this one, uh, the old package had you know, a tree on it, some nuts and some uh, some marshmallows kind of thrown about. Um, to play on that idea of like, to, to get pistachios out of a tree, uh, you, you shake them literally, just kind of vibrate the tree to, to make all the nuts fall off. And that's kind of the play on words that are pistachio shake, kind of a double entendre. Um, but because this beer is so kind of, as you mentioned, dessert-like and kind of flavorful in that, in that sense, we wanted to uh, really emphasize that you're getting like a pistachio ice cream flavor out of this thing so that's the new logo is just kind of more focused on what kind of flavors you're going to get out of this rather than the ingredients that went into it sure sure and johan they so you mentioned or jack mentioned the uh toasted malo they wilderness is great for all their local collaborations you know the agrotopia farm stuff that they they source all the citrus from those nearby farms and the chocolate um, yeah the chocolate from what zach's chocolate you guys use them a lot so a lot of a lot of local goes into yeah. every Arizona wilderness wilderness beer. 
Um, so really, really fantastic to see all the work that they've been doing now for, it's going to be nine years coming up next yeah. week. So, and the story, the story you told about them being out in the wilderness and coming upon, you know, the, the pistachio trees, I feel like that's very typical of a lot of origin stories behind a lot of your beers is like, you know, your pine mountain sour, you guys all go out and harvest all these spruce tips, you know, and, yeah. and then, you know, the Aravipa, you guys have like a Aravipa double, double. And so, you know, that's named after the Canyon. And like, there's that, that I love that, that angle you take where it's, it's purely Arizona. It's, you know, Arizona ingredients. It's, it's just, it's such a, for someone who's proud to be from here, like, man, it's, it's hard not to love your brand because it's just so <laughs> like just so purely Arizona and I love that. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people who live outside the state and even a lot of people who do live here don't really see everything that Arizona can offer in terms of, you know, you can drive 45 minutes and be in a completely different environment than, than we yeah. are right now. You can go yeah. up to the mountains and, and go on these beautiful trails and see just like, you know, uh, rolling hills of green versus like everyone thinks of Arizona and they just think it's like flat, dead desert right yeah and we, we have all of these farmers out here growing amazing crops and we we have even our own uh you know, foods that grow right here that we can pick off uh, on our own on our own when we're camping and, and use those in beer so it's really uh it's a diverse state and we try to kind of uh showcase that in every beer that we make I love that. So I heard that um, a rumor wilderness likes to go out to those beer fests out at, uh, you know, East, the, the Bell Bank Park, because you guys can pick some of the ingredients out there, right? Is that right? Or is that just a rumor, right? I think. Because uh, it's so be far out there. I, I told that joke really bad just now. <laughs> it, it, it came out better when we were out at the beer fest. And I, I, I told my wife, I'm like, I think wilderness can pick ingredients for the next beer out here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, next beer. Uh, why don't you choose? What do you What do you want to do here? Let's I'm, let's do the chill. I haven't All right. had it. Be careful with that. I did drop it, so while uh, I'm, open uh, it. Open it carefully. While I'm pouring it, why don't we chat about ninth anniversary? Yeah. Maybe so like Zach, um, you you were you came to the valley and you were with uh, Four Peaks, correct? Yeah. Before you went to Wilderness up until pretty about a year ago. Yeah, and then you've been with Wilderness since, and you are, um, what is your, I, I've seen you on the Cicerone list. What is your level of Cicerone? So I am an advanced Cicerone uh, currently, which would be the third level up just just under the master. All right, perfect. Have you done uh, beer judging competitions before? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, okay. I used to do a lot of them with the uh, Arizona Homebrews uh, Society. Um, I've done a few kind of outside uh, groups as well. When uh the the can fest uh that, yeah uh, that was on for the past few years i would always participate in that as well american yeah american i think that was the last uh judging johan that arizona kind of did uh, like a judging competition it was american so yeah we're revitalizing that we're bringing it back with the arizona craft beer awards coming up in october we're going to do our judging you in mean september this? yeah <laughs> the, 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 the set that i put up behind us the, the reason for these videos and podcasts right by the way on youtube instagram acba fest uh phoenix magazine youtube channel and the phoenix magazine podcast so. matt i always thought we just did these beer reviews because we liked beer yeah 
Well, yeah. we don't like beer enough because we still have. <laughs> look at that. We saw in the corner still like four boxes oh of gosh. beer sitting over there no, that we haven't gone through. A um, little bit of a a break the last couple of weeks dealing with Best Fest and all that. Great, yeah. great uh, time that night. That Johan, hey, cheers to Johan for for oh, Best thank Fest. You. Thank you for that. Um, so real quick, Zach. So you 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 when did you move to Arizona? Are you are you a native? I've been here since 2006. I came for school and just kind of never left. Awesome. And so you really got to witness the the uh, growth, the growth of, of the Arizona beer industry from the very uh, beginnings. Absolutely. Yeah. There were just a, to my perspective, there are only a few breweries like in the state when I moved in and everything has just exploded since then. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are going to now celebrate your ninth anniversary, which, yeah. uh, you know, to me, I always remember best new brewery in the world in what 2014 uh, by ratebeer.com, yep. if I remember correctly. And so you guys have come a long way and you've made a lot of great beers. And so tell us a little bit about what you got going on for your ninth anniversary while we. Yeah, doesn't yeah. that make you feel a little old thinking that that was nine years ago? <laughs> nine <laughs> years ago. Yeah. I remember uh, you could only used to get uh, growler fills at Wilderness back when it first opened and now they're cans you can find them everywhere times are a changing um so yeah so for our ninth anniversary uh we are releasing nine different beers uh well connectivity there that's marketing baby i see and uh (laughs) it's uh basically every day from september 1st to september 5th we're going to be doing at least one uh new beer uh, we'll be splitting them between our Gilbert and downtown Phoenix locations for most of them. Um, and then on Sunday, we will be doing a special event at our Woodnote Cellar, which is where I am right now. Uh, that is our kind of uh, barrel aging and wild ale facility. So we keep everything separate from the, the main brewery. Um, it's located right across the street from the Gilbert uh, Brewery. And we're going to be showcasing uh, four different wild ales or sour beers um and at that event so that's from one to four on sunday and then live music um new merch we're bringing back some of our most requested like uh menu items that we have taken off over the years so the the after the hike burger which we unfortunately had to remove from the menu recently like, that's like coming the og back. one the og after the with hike the pork with all belly the oh yeah ah oh. I think you got a customer here. I think oh, Johan might be uh, lined up uh, an hour before. My favorite burger of all time, period, yes. end of story, no comp- competition at all. So I will be there. Awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's that's going to take the entire month. That'll be available. And then for the week that we're doing our uh, our anniversary, there will be, we're also bringing back the Western burger and the mushroom and beer cheese burger. And then, uh, we are also introducing uh, brunch at our downtown Phoenix location uh, starting actually starting this weekend, but we'll be continuing it through the, uh, the anniversary celebration. So uh, we're going to open up 9 a.m. Uh, from 9 to 2. We have five new brunch items, chicken and waffles, avocado toast, uh, chili, the best chili I've ever had, um, and a few other things. Uh, are going to be available. Um, some live music from DJs, uh, some mimosa and Bloody Mary specials, uh, all at the downtown spot. Is that brunch so. going to continue on in perpetuity or just for the month? That will continue on, yep. So all the people that are waiting up the street for the five-hour wait for breakfast, bitch, are going to just come to you instead. Exactly, that's the plan. 
I love it. Yeah, and that's the demand really, is there. The demand is there. That's really important <laughs> to you guys. You're not just a brewery, but you're a brew pub, and the food is just as equally important, right? Definitely. Uh, I think that's one of the things that kind of has made us stand out among uh, a lot of breweries, uh, not just in Arizona but uh, nationwide. Is that we don't we don't phone the food in at all, and we follow along our our ethos with the beers is the same as with the food. So we use uh, as many local ingredients as we can, you know, organic, uh, grass-fed beef. Uh, our chicken and waffles, the the grain for that comes from Oatman Farms, which is uh, Arizona's only organic, regenerative, certified farm. Um, a lot of the the herbs and uh, some of the veggies that we use are made from Recycled City, who we partner with for our composting. So it's all this kind of closed-loop, uh, locally sourced. Uh, food that just I think when you try it next to you know your standard stuff it really stands out and it is elevated above yeah absolutely so uh we're having chill let's talk a little bit about chill released last week uh 5.2 percent ABV American lager and I really like and we talked about the aroma on the pesta on the pistachio shake you get so much good aroma on this it's cucumber which you recognize but then you're like, all right, let me read a little bit more. Let me, and then the watermelon. So you yeah. get both of those, right? And it's really, they, they just blend so well together yeah. that it's a fantastic aroma that you don't get on very many other beers. I mean, this is, it. you get both of it and the, you know, the, the taste actually backs it up too. Yeah, and what I like about cucumber and watermelon is that typically they're, they're not like overpowering flavors. They're, they're subtle but like recognizable. And I think that's one of the reasons why the watermelon goes is so good is because it's not like, it's it's not overpowering. It's not overwhelming. And this one is exactly that. It's just super refreshing. You know, it's like drinking a, one of those like aguas frescas of like a little cucumber in there and a little watermelon and super crushable. I mean, this is like, this is cool beer to the, Top level, top yeah. tier pool beer. Right yeah, there, there might not be a better pool beer than a cucumber, like a cucumber Kolsch or a cucumber lager. This, this is a fantastic one. So, so Zach, it, uh, I found the online description. Each sip is like a spa day for your mouth. Are, do you write those? I do. Nice. I do amazing. <laughs> nice. You could, you. I mean, we, we might have an opening here pretty soon at the magazine, <laughs> or if you could freelance for us, that that would be great, right? I, I've always right, said. Well, that people who write the beer descriptions are have to be like very creative writers because I've I've read some beer descriptions that are like poetry, man. Like it's like <laughs> out of a J.R.R. Tolkien book. Like it's 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 a fun. That's got to be a fun creative part of your of your job. Is like how do I get to one of one of the best things I get to do is try these beers like before they're out into the market and I'm sitting and tasting with the, with the brewers and we're talking about the flavors and their kind of approach to everything and, and thinking about the ways that I can make this, uh, communicate what's going on in this beer to, to people. And when I tasted this one, I was just like, man, that like, I feel like I should be leaning back. Like there's a <laughs> towel on my head. I'm getting massaged. There's cucumbers on my eyes and I'm listening to like some really soothing, uh, music. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm like fully the Tibetan singing out. bowls. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of white towels and linens involved yeah. with that and maybe some palm fronds and yeah. uh, fantastic beer, easily crushable around the pool. Yeah. Uh, really, really, and, and 
I want to chill out now. Yeah. That's what I want to do. So actually what you just said made me think of something. So you write all these descriptions, you taste the beers with the brewers to get an idea of how to describe them to the public. Do you think that being a advanced Cicerone like is an advantage that maybe other breweries don't have a marketing director that is that advanced in in their beer palette like does do you think that helps you communicate it better yeah good question i i would say so yeah i think understanding the the flavors like how to actually pick out individual flavor notes out of a beer and and how to communicate that to somebody is a pretty invaluable skill uh in the the beer marketing realm and i really admire the breweries who do a really good job of it of like when you're tasting a beer and you see the flavor notes that they've written and you're like yes like i didn't the, there are certain things sometimes you, you taste it and you're like what is that and then you read their description and you're like exactly that is you know mint leaves or you know yeah hay or something like that you know the the people who have the ability to pull those those notes out and and communicate those people are are really that's a a unique skill that not a lot of folks have i think and i think you you make a good point of of being able to communicate them because as you know being around a lot of uh you know, beer experts, brewers, things like that, you, you know, you start to get the lexicon, you start to get the terminology, you know, like diacetyl and all these like words that to the layman. Yeah, those I'm it. still not getting. The, right. <laughs> but like you, you start hearing all these words. I'm not saying I know what they are. I'm just saying I, I hear them. And like, so as an advanced, you know, palate person with an advanced palate to be able to then say, okay, now I'm going to communicate it to the everyday beer drinker that doesn't know what those things, I, I think that's a, that's a big skill set is how do you not dumb it down, but how do you like communicate it in a way that's easy for anyone to understand and not like right. these weird words or, or kind of vague sort of description. So that's, I think that's a, a credit to you and, and, and other marketing beer marketing professionals like you that are able to communicate that in a way that people can just read it and be like, yeah, that's exactly what I've been tasting. Yeah. Thanks, I appreciate pull up a, dictionary just, to, yeah, just right. to understand the description so. so zach as we poured this uh last one this goes do you uh do you get to brew the beers at all i haven't uh participated in any brew days here at wilderness yet um a lot of the kind of coming up with uh ideas for beers is kind of my uh involvement but the actual like nitty-gritty of getting in there uh, i have not yet had the pleasure yeah, it's not like they need another one. They got fantastic people, right? Like uh, Patrick and Jonathan and Ashley over there. They 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 brew all kinds of stuff. And um, you introduced us to a couple of people. I didn't get their names out at uh, Camp Coolship, and they were they were doing this really awesome event. If you've never been or seen a Camp Coolship in person, they just bring this big old like box looking thing on a back of a trailer, put it out, and they put it out uh, at the Agritopia Farms last uh when was that was that in january or february and and they just put all this freshly brewed hot beer freshly brewed that day out into this big tray and it collects wild yeast and that turns into the camp cool ship beers because it's airborne like the wild airborne yeast that's how it all used to be beard or brewed right it's like you didn't have I was I was recently in Scotland and I was touring all these castles there and you go into their like brew house and it's just these open vats like 
like stone pools essentially that they would brew their beer in and it was like you know it you you go back to something like the german purity law and it dictates that it has beers have to have like water uh grain and hops they don't even mention yeast because when they wrote the law they didn't even know that that's what the thing was that was doing the thing right and then when they brewed beer it was always by where they made bread and so the, the, that's why you have those like bready flavors in, in those beers because they were basically getting the yeast from the from the bread making sure. that they were doing right next to it and so i love that you guys do that camp cool shit because it's such a an homage to like the origins of beer like you you just don't get any more like raw historical yeah. beer primitive right? like the, like, the liver yeah. king would be proud yeah. right now <laughs> And if we're talking about you know beers that really exemplify like the flavors of, of Arizona, uh, Camp Cool Ship is as pretty uh, as much dialed in on that as we can get um, wow. because we're driving it out to you know the Mogollon Rim to the Dugas Wilderness to these orchards around here, and each of them has their own kind of unique microflora and bacteria kind of just floating in the wind and. Each of those camp cool ships is just a little bit different from the next one. It's just yeah. really cool to see how each of those environments affects the beer. Yeah. Absolutely. So was it, uh, you, you mentioned a camp cool ship is coming up in the anniversary, one of those releases, right? Yep. So that is going to be released on Sunday along with uh, those other sour beers. So that's the, the event that we're doing at the Woodnotes uh, Brewery yep. here from yep. before. So uh, it'll be camp cool ship, um, which we, uh, this is a batch that we collected at, um, the orchard uh, stoic cider um their orchard so it's a, a bunch of apple trees around us um we have carmine which is a sour uh, golden ale made with cherries we have uh, via verde rose which is another sour golden ale made with uh, tomat and cabernet sauvignon grapes and those were actually grown on uh the property owned by the family of one of our, our salesmen uh, his name's andrew via verde uh, so his last name gets to go on on the label for this beer. So his family grapes are what went into this uh, this beer. And then um, Sycamore Oud Bruin, which is a uh, sour dark ale made with some uh, leaves and bark from sycamore trees that we uh, foraged out in the wilderness. I like that. So I, I asked that because... Is a Belgian, that's a Belgian word, right? It's an old something, right? Yeah, yeah, old brown. Old brown. So it's a, it's a Flemish sour ale, really dark, kind of like a dark cherry balsamic vinegar kind of flavors yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the cool ships and the other cool thing about that is they're what, like three years in the making, right? Because you guys just let them sit over there at the Woodnote Cellar for for that amount of time. Yeah, generally it's at least two years, sometimes more than that. So this, yeah. this uh, year they're releasing has been a long time in the making. So, I mean, you, you kind of feel that when you drink like a barrel-aged stout. Sometimes they're upwards of a year yeah. or two, a year and a half, whatever, three years. And Camp Cool Ship is along those same lines, yep. which you don't necessarily think of when you're drinking it, uh, but it's aged for a long, long time. That. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of time that goes into those, so. Um, Zach, real quick, you said you've helped uh, brainstorm and conceptualize some of these beers. Uh, can you give us, like, what's one of, the, what's one beer that like you feel a sense of ownership over in terms of like how it was conceptualized and um yeah so the, one of them uh that we came out with in january of this year uh, it's called this beer saves water yeah uh, we wanted a beer that really encapsulates the way that we 
uh, approach kind of sustainability environmentalism and tells the story of this, uh, the malt that we use in all of our beers, which is Sanagua malt. Um, so we, we partnered with the Nature Conservancy a few years back to uh, try to find ways that we can help uh, farmers in Arizona save water. And one of those ways that they recommended was they can switch away from these crops that use a ton of water in the summer when uh, the rivers are at already low levels to crops that use a lot less water during the summer and a little bit more during the, the fall and winter when uh, the, the rivers are at higher levels where it doesn't uh, you know, hurt the, the water system as much. So we, uh, we found some local farmers to switch away from these high water use uh, crops like uh, corn and alfalfa to make barley. And uh, we needed a, you know, a source for that barley somewhere to go to. So uh, Sanagua malt is what came about that. So they take this, this barley that local farmers have started growing, convert it into malt that all Arizona brewers can use. Um, we buy most of their, their crops uh, or most of their product each year. I think something like 80 or 85% of what they make, uh, we buy because we use it in every single one of our beers that we uh, make. Uh, but I know a lot of other Arizona breweries do it too. Um, we did the math on it and by uh, using Sanago malt in our beer, we are helping to save about 50 gallons of water like per pint that a person drinks. Holy cow. Uh, so over the years, Sanagua has saved you know, over, I think, 4 million gallons of water That's uh, for Arizona's waterways, from the, mostly from the Verde River. Um, so all of that water that would have been pulled out uh, is you know back in the, the ecosystem to sustain the, the plant life, the animals, and the, the people around that area in the Verde Valley. That's so awesome. this beer saves water is a, a beer that's near and dear to me because I think it really conveys that story that like this beer literally is saving 50 gallons of water as you drink it. Yeah, and that's a that's a hazy IPA. If I am I remembering that right? Hazy pale ale. Yep. Hazy pale. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and that, we also, that one is more regular, right? You guys are brewing that more consistently. Yeah, that's not quite year round at this point, but it's mm -hmm. uh, I would say it's a, it's every season at least it's coming out. Yeah, every yeah. few months have your pop up. So speaking of ones that pop up, this uh, watermelon goza. It's what I like about this is there's a lot of times there's a goza like uh, I I have one in the fridge right now from Modern Times came in the Costco pack. It uh, it's hard to drink more than one, right? Yeah, this <coughs> goza is not like that. This no. is um, really really nice nice amount of tartness, nice good amount of watermelon. I could drink more than one of these uh in the summer and it really hits nicely and you know when it's 105 degrees out um so this one it, it this one is one of my go-to's when i go there as long as it's on the menu and i saw it on the menu last time we went there but this, is this the first time it's been in cans zach uh no but the can is new okay uh, so this, this is another new label design for us um up until recently the can was kind of this very dark red uh, sort of emblematic of what like the inside of a watermelon looks like and we wanted to kind of lighten it up and, and make it more kind of summery and, and reflective of how light the, the beer is itself so yeah i mean yeah. when you pour it out it's got that great pink tone so yeah i mean the the can art really matches that so it's um you know for for massive beer drinkers like me and i don't know about johan but i i like a good can art too and i'll, yeah, I'll buy sure. a beer based on can art 
So wilderness stepping up its game in the can art um, is, is, you know, it's that's plus one right there for me. I think one of the things that I love so much about this beer is that it's again, and this goes back to what I was saying about the the chill is like watermelon is not a overwhelming flavor, and this like just brings in that perfect amount of the watermelon flavor where you feel it, you you taste it, you feel refreshed. You get that, you know, that sour goza with a little bit of that sea salt, like it's there, but it's just, it just goes down so smoothly that, you know, if you're not, if you're not careful, you're six cans in and, yeah. and you know, feeling it, but yeah, it's a rec- and there's nothing wrong with that. It's recognizable. Sometimes it goes, it yeah. doesn't have a really a recognizable, like right. that's some sort of fruit that I don't know what it is, right. but um, I know that it's very, very tart. Yeah. yeah. No. And, and again you know it's it's a style that a lot of people i think are 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 doing more and more of um but not not everyone's doing it like super well uh yeah yet. I, you know it's one of those things that i think I, I think what you see with a lot of these too is that uh sometimes the the flavoring that you're getting or the the flavor that you're getting is is flavoring right it's not actual fruit it's some kind of chemical that's made to taste like this fruit. So a, a lot of, you know, watermelon sours will have that watermelon Jolly Rancher character that is like not quite watermelon, but it's like what our, what candy brain has caused us to think watermelon <laughs> tastes like. And I think what, what you're saying about this beer is that part of why it's so subtle and so, uh, so nice and so like representative of what watermelon is actually like is because we squeeze literally 10,000 pounds of watermelon into just juice and then we add that juice directly to this beer yeah so you're getting pure arizona grown watermelon in that not some, I love that. some flavor yeah well it's masterfully done it's masterfully yeah done. good stuff zach uh thank you so much for joining us here the um oh the other thing i wanted to mention the downtown location you guys just started up a like a sunday evening kind of farmer's market like local makers and stuff can are selling there on sunday nights right yeah, that goes uh, every Sunday from, I believe, 6 to 11 p.m. Um, and it's kind of a mini farmer's market uh, featuring uh, local producers of you know, people who put together some uh, like iconic cocktail co was one of our examples. So they do a lot of like mixers and, and bitters and things like that that you make cocktails from. Uh, Recycled City, who I mentioned before, was on, out of the last one. And some other people who you know, uh, put together some apparel or uh, jewelry or things like that. Um, just to kind of put a showcase on these, these local people who are making cool art in our community. That's awesome. I love that. I, I did. I do remember seeing the sign for that on, uh, on Sun Saturday when I was there for the, the baseball game. And uh, yeah. I, I, I remember thinking that that's such a cool thing. Is that something you're gonna be doing pretty much every Sunday now from now on or? Yep. Yeah, every uh, Sunday, 6 to 11 p.m. Love it. Good stuff, Zach. Thank you so much. And uh, good luck to Wilderness on nine years. Congrats on nine years. And um, here's to nine more here in the Valley doing good stuff. Thanks, fellas. We'll see you at the uh, AZ Craft Beer Awards. I love that. Love that. (laughs) See you then. Thanks, Zach. Bye. All right. Well, that was awesome. Super glad to have Zach on. Uh, You know, being able to chat with someone who knows more about the beers and is able to kind of explain... uh, the origins of them and some of that was really cool. So hopefully we can do more of that in the uh, coming months leading up to our, uh, 
our festival. Yeah, they're going to have a uh, rum barrel-aged stout. Have you ever, I don't think I've ever had something like that. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of like bourbon barrel-aged stouts, yeah. but never from a rum barrel. Yeah, I've had some rum and I've had some tequila. I've had some different barrel-aged, you know, wine barrel-aged beers and stuff. But uh, but a rum barrel-aged stout, if you use the right flavors, sounds fantastic. Nice, nice. So uh, Arizona Craft Beer Awards coming up here. We just released our here for the camera oh, yeah our uh, arizona brewery met is the new september october issue of that phoenix magazine um, i had a hand in writing that the east valley uh, brewery section my apologies if i skipped a couple breweries you know we have words limit pages limit there's honestly so the east, there's just so many breweries. the east valley i could have probably written four to five pages on the east valley but so but I, hey we'll probably be doing more of this kind of thing absolutely uh, and of course we're happy to highlight you at our festival so um yeah go check this out i think this will be on newsstands next week yeah just ship that to subscribers this week of late august and then on newsstand september 1st okay so september 1st 93 craft beer destinations curated crawls from phoenix to flagstaff readers picks from our best of the valley uh voting yeah there it is. best of the valley um so, <laughs> so i wrote about uh 11 or 12 of those that I, I i know personally and then the rest of the list will be online we we had uh 40 different categories and it, it kind of is setting up the judging that we're doing next month in september and which will lead up to the craft beer award festival at october 22nd on the lawn at state farm stadium it's a saturday the Cardinals will have played on Thursday night that week. Then we have the whole lawn to ourselves on that Saturday afternoon, 12, 12 o'clock for VIP, one o'clock for GA until five o'clock Saturday, late October. It doesn't get any better than that beer it's, in your hand, lawn on your feet. It's going to be awesome. We're already getting, you know, a bunch of breweries signed up uh, for that. Um, and we have our, uh, our judging for the awards is going to happen uh, just next month in just a few weeks. Uh, we have over 120 brew, uh, beers submitted to our awards, uh, which is fantastic for our first year. I think that's such a great turnout. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a really great time. Um, we're really excited for it. So tickets are already on sale, uh, azcraftbeer.com. So go check that out and snag yourself some tickets yeah follow us on instagram acba fest you'll find the link there and if you go on there use the early bird discount it's early bird 15 if you buy tickets here in the month of august early bird 15 discount code gets you 15 percent left 15 percent off of a beer ticket a beer festival ticket might as well buy it right now right just That's get right. it right now you save yourself 15 percent and come and make plans to join us october 22nd out in Glendale, it's, uh, you know, one uh, beer fest in the West Valley hasn't been done in a long time. Um, they might have, they have one in Wickenburg, but hey, usually they're wanna, out in Phoenix or the East Valley. So. And if you don't want to worry about, you know, driving home that night, which I completely recommend not driving home after a festival like that, you know, there's a tons of hotels right there at, at Westgate. Uh, I mean, it's just going to be a good time. So, uh, check us out, azcraftbeer.com, and uh, we'll see you at the next review.